We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Bardwell. To hear more, please use our media player at PCAChurch.com and join us every Sunday at 1030 at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City. Now join us for the following message. Sandy and I came home from vacation and found that we had changed seasons in Ponca. I do not have any trees in my yard, and I thank God for that because I have no mowing obstructions. I can just mow without having to go around anything. And yet, my house has more leaves in the yard than all the neighbors. I have found the neighbors have been blessed by God by a wind that blows everything into my yard and into my corner, uh, including some Walmart bags. But... Seasons. They're all seasons in our life. And we have to understand that God has different seasons in our lives. We, we have times to where we are springing forward and times we need to fall back a little bit. And times we need to just sit around and wait on God. Today I want to take your attention to the book of Numbers. But before I get there, uh, the, the Tower of Peace. I mean, know that it's leaning at a little angle. Well, uh, just a short while ago, they noticed that it was leaning a little more than it was normally. So they called in engineers and architects and said, hey, we want the tower to lean, but we don't want it to fall. And I thought, how many times have I talked with people that they don't mind their lives leaning a little bit and kind of out of center. They just don't want their lives falling apart. Uh, if you go to the dentist with a toothache, guess what? The dentist just doesn't look at that one tooth, does he? Or does she? But they look at all your teeth. They, they, they prod around and poke around all your teeth. Why? Because they don't want to deal with just one thing. They want to make sure that everything's okay. I don't want your lives falling apart. I, I don't want to deal with just one issue. I believe we need to look at all of our life and say, hey, what parts of my life are causing it to lean? Because if I'm not careful, it's going to fall apart on me. What part of my life is causing me some issues Causing me a little pain. Maybe we need to look at all the areas because I believe one thing leads to another. And today we're going to find out how one step made a huge difference in a man's life. And so today, if you have your Bibles, turn to the book of Numbers. Now the book of Numbers is a, is a book that to me is, is very um, disconcerting because it doesn't go anywhere. Uh, when they start off in the first chapter of Numbers and they end with the last chapter of Numbers, the people of Israel are still in the same place. It covers 40 years and they go nowhere. Okay? Numbers chapter 10, verse 29 says this. Now Moses said to Hobab, son of Ruel, the Midianite, this is Moses' father-in-law, so get the relationship. Moses is saying to his father-in-law, Hey, we're setting out for the place about which the Lord said, I will give it to you. Come with us and we will treat you well. For the Lord has promised good things to Israel. Here's what Hobab said. No, I will not go. I am going back to my own land and my own people. But Moses said, please don't leave us. You know where we should camp in the wilderness and you can be our eyes. If you come with us, we will share with you whatever good things the Lord gives us. Now, to put it in context, we've had all of the ten plagues that have happened. They're over with, and now they are about to leave the Egyptians. They're about to leave the 400 years of captivity. They're about to set out and go to the promised land that God has given them. Moses is packing up. Families are getting ready. And he looks at his father-in-law and says, hey, how come you're not packing up? 
Aren't you going with us? We're excited. God has, God has set us free. Come on, let's go. And Hobab says, no, I'm going to go back to my own country. I'm not going to go with you. And Moses said, hey, wait a minute. You, you can be a great resource in our lives. And you can enjoy the blessings. I mean, your daughter and grandkids. And don't you be want to have time with them? And he goes, no, I'm going I'm to go back to my own country. I'm going to have my own journey and, and go back to what is comfortable for me. And then look at verse 33. So they set out from the mountain of the Lord and traveled for three days. The ark of the covenant the Lord went before them during those three days to find them a place to rest. So instead of Hobab being their eyes and showing them where they can rest, what does God do? He allows His presence, the ark of the covenant now, to become the eyes of the Israelites. Here's the truth i got to tell you. God is going to perform His will. He wants you to be a part of the process. But if you decide you don't want to go with God, guess what? He will do it without you. He will do it without you. I've seen this happen in church life so many times. People get, get upset or whatever. They go, well, we're not going to go in the direction the church is going. And I just thought, oh, no, 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 we want you to go with us. You can be such a great blessing. What a great resource. Come on, go with us. And they go, no, I'm not going. I want to go back to what I'm comfortable with. You know what I've seen? God explode the church in growth. God sure showed do great and mighty things. And they missed out on it. God will do things whether you go with him or not. So he goes back to Midian. Midian goes bad. And Midian receives judgment from God. What would have happened had he made the next step to go with Moses and the Israelites? Look at Numbers 31 verses 1 through 7. The Lord said to Moses, take vengeance on the Midianites for the Israelites. After that, you'll be gathered to your people. So Moses said to the people, arm some of your men to go to war against the Midianites so that they may carry out the Lord's vengeance on them. Send into battle a thousand men from each of the tribes of Israel. So 12,000 men armed for battle, a thousand from each tribe, were supplied from the clans of Israel. Moses sent them into battle, a thousand from each tribe, along with Phinehas, son of Eliezer the priest who took with him articles from the sanctuary and trumpets for signaling. They fought against Midian as the Lord commanded Moses, here's a very sad statement, and killed every man. Hobab was one of those men that were killed. He lost his life. He found judgment upon he and his country because he missed one step. If he would have just taken the step to go with Moses and the Israelites, he would have had blessings, but he decided, I'm going to take this step. I want to go back. Hobab was given a chance. I tell you, God gives every one of us chances in our lives to take steps of faith. I hope and pray we take it, but if we don't, it could be the death of us. It could be the death of our families. It could be the death of our friends. God never stops asking us to take new steps. And in the church, we can get very desensitized to taking the next step. Because the pastor says things like this. Hey, come to the altar and pray. Hey, why don't you give your heart to the Lord today and serve Him and 
and let him be the Lord of your life. We hear these things all the time in church every Sunday. And sometimes we can get desensitized. And sometimes God is wanting us to take a step and we don't take it. We say, no, I want to be comfortable. I, I, I don't know what people will think. I, I, I can do this on my own. I'm glad that God showed Joseph a dream. He showed Joseph a dream of, of all the wheat bowing to him. And I, I know Joseph was excited. Man, look what's going to be happening. Here's my future. But I'm also thankful that God did not show Joseph the pit or prison. Aren't you glad that God does not show us some things in our lives, but he shows us the, the, the end result? God had given blessings upon Israel. I'm going to give you whatever you, you put your foot your step to, and I'm going to bless you. I'm going to, and Hobab said, no, I want to go back to what I'm comfortable with. Why did he do that? I'll tell you why. Because Hobab was a priest, and he was going to kind of get demoted, and now he's just going to be the eyes. He kind of liked position. He kind of liked the pomp and circumstance. He would no longer be the man, but he'd just be a man. And I got to tell you, some people can't handle that. They, they want to be the one that has the position, not just somebody that's participating. He would no longer have individual great wealth like he had. But he would now just be one like everybody else because we're going to share everything together. And, and I tell you, he couldn't handle that. He was going from a corporate mindset to a kingdom mindset. Hobab was rich. And he would go from a corporation running at time the priest to just being part of the kingdom. Friends and family. He looked around and go, you know what, guys? Y'all are young. Go, go enjoy your life. I'm kind of getting old. I've, I've had my time. I've, I've enjoyed my I'm just going to go back to what I'm comfortable with. I'm going to go over here and retire and enjoy retire. I'm really not into going through wildernesses and, and fighting battles. I'm just going to go back. You know, friends and family, just go ahead. Go ahead without me. And then he said, you know what? I'm just too old. You guys just need to stop asking me all these things. He didn't take the next step. I'm thinking, what a wonderful grandfather he could have been to those grandkids had he taken the next step. How much longer his life would have been had he taken the next step? You know, in the, in the New Testament, we have a, a big banquet that's presented and, and, and the, 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 the one that's presenting is saying, hey, I want it filled. So he said, I want you to go out and invite all these people. The work's already been done. The decorations are there. The food's ready. Just invite all these people to come and, and be a part of this great banquet. And, and they begin to go out and invite them. But they begin to have reasons why they couldn't attend. You know, uh, one, one person said, hey, wait a minute. I can't go because I've just bought some land. Then I got this land. I, I got to get some fences up. I got to make sure my cows are there and, and the horses. And I got to get ready for the winter. I, I, just, I just can't go. I've just bought some land. And one guy said, you know what? I have five yoke of oxen. I, I just don't have, they've got to get brushed in, they've got to get fed, I've got all this work I've got to do. Five yoke of oxen, man, that's a blessed man. To, be, to have one yoke was blessed, he has five. And then another guy said, hey, wait, my wife and I just got married. So you've got to understand, we're still on our honeymoon, and, and we really don't want to go to a bank when we know we, we just want to spend some time together. We're just married, and we're in love. Not one of them said, you know what, I can't do it because I'm a drug addict. I'll be out of my head. I don't even know what world I'm in. 
Not one of them said, you know what, I'm going to be so drunk, I can't do it. Not one of them had excuses. They had reasons. Reasons. And you know what all the reasons were? They were blessings. I want you to get this. The reason they could not come to the banquet was because they were so blessed. Can we imagine to where our blessings keep us away from the presence of God? Well, I can't go to church today because my house is so big i got to clean it. Pastor Sunday's house cleaning day. We can't be there. Well, I can't go to church today because i got five cars i got to wash and wax and get cleaned up ready for winter. You know what? Well, I can't come because, you know what? My family is just so happy. We just like spending all of our time together. We are so happy and so blessed we just can't come to church. You see, today we allow our blessings to keep us out of the presence of God. We've got to be careful of them because these were excuses. These were not bad things. These were all good things that kept them from coming to the banquet. Moses challenged Hobab about his blessings. Hobab said, wait a minute, I'm rich. I don't want to lose my riches. I'm the man. I don't want to be just a man. I don't want everything to go into one pot. I want to kind of keep it to myself. I want to be this priest. I want to have position. I don't want to be just a participator. And because of all those blessings, he took a step this way. I don't want to have to give it all up to follow God. I don't want to. But you know what God did? Okay, Hobab, if you're not going to be the ice, then I guess I'll have a pillar of fire by night and a cloud by day. We don't have to have you, Hobab. We can do this without you because I am going to deliver my people. Hey, listen, the word of God says, upon this rock I will build my church. And unless the Lord builds the church, they that labor, labor in vain. God is going to build His church. And He wants every one of us to be a participator. He wants every one of us to lay aside our positions, to lay aside our wants, our desires, and say, I submit it all to the Lord Jesus Christ. But some people go, I don't want to have to go to church without always asking us for money to wear shoeboxes. I'll just go somewhere where I'm comfortable. I'll have church on TV. Hmm? Hey, listen, I hear it all the time. I don't need to go to be a part of a corporate body because I can have church on the lake in my boat. I, I pray to God on the golf course. Well, I do too, but it ain't this, my golf game stinks so bad. I have found more trees on the golf courses here in Ponca than I have found in the woods. I'm, I've got them all named. I'm fixing to put my, a little plaque on each one. This tree hit by Pastor Bardwell. I do a lot of praying on the golf course, but that's not my church. That's not what my corporate body, God says, don't forget the assembling of yourselves together in the last days as some people will do. Well, get together all the more. You see, we got to wonder, where is our next step taking us? When God began to speak to this young man, Samuel, uh, Samuel thought it was Eli, the priest. So God spoke to Samuel. He got up in the middle of the night. He runs to, to Eli's bed. Hey, did you call me? He's like, huh? Huh? Okay. So he hears the same voice again. He goes, hey, hey, hey. What do you need? 
I didn't call him. That's what we saw. 
And because of their step of faith, we know Joshua and we know Caleb. Because of your step of faith, there's going to be some people who will know you. I know you because you took that step of faith. You followed the blessings of God. You did not say, hey, I want my own kingdom. I want my own name. I want my own riches. I want my own way. I, I, I got to have my own position. I got to have my own name. I, you did not say, hey, wait a minute. I'm blessed too much than to go to the house of God. I'm not going to give the church any more money because that's my money. No, what? No, nobody will know your name if you do that. When you get to heaven, he's going to say, who are you? When I get to heaven, I want him to say, Dwayne Bardwell? Hey, Dwayne Bardwell's here. Give it up. You go, well, you're, you're kind of stuck on yourself. No, I'm stuck on God. I'm taking steps to go after his blessings in my life. I, I, I did when, when my kids were sick, hey, we took them to church. Why? Because he's my healer. When we have problems, we go to God. We don't go to every other neighbor in the neighborhood and go, we got problems, man. We got no God, we have problems. Every family has problems. If you don't have problems, you don't have family. Every church has problems. If you don't have problems in a church, you're not a church. Hey, listen. Every club in town has problems. I mean, every club. You got the, the guys who are mooses, and you got the Rotarians, and you got the Lions Club. And, I mean, they all got problems. Well, I want to go to a place where there's no problems. My friend, it is not on earth. <laughs> But we are here to encourage one another till he comes. We are here to help each other take the next step in the right direction. Because if we take a wrong step, it can mean death in our lives. And I'm serious as I can be about this. Hobab had an opportunity and he chose a step that led to death. The next step can make all the difference in the world. So this couple gets married. And the, the groom's parents, they're going, we want them to have the greatest honeymoon. And so they, they, they paid the full expenses for a trip, for a hotel. I mean, the grandest that you can imagine. So the couple, they get to the hotel, they go in the room, and they are overwhelmed. It is palatial. It is beautiful. I mean chandeliers. We're talking velvet curtains. We're talking the best of the best gold fixtures. I mean, this thing is beautiful. And so the parents call them next day. How did you enjoy the, the suite that we got for you for your honeymoon? They said, oh, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. And we enjoyed the pull-out sofa. What? What? Yeah, we enjoyed the pull-out sofa. It was awesome. Wait, you stayed in the living room? All you had to do was take another step, open up the double doors, and there's a grand palatial bedroom suite 
full bathrooms and all of the all the wonderful palatial things you could have in a suite. It was all there. They opened up the doors and there's this huge king four-poster bed. I mean draperies and all the and they're like, oh, we had no idea. And I'm thinking, I wonder how many Christians today they, they get to a certain place in their life and they're thinking, oh, this is great, God, thank you, because I don't even deserve this. And then they live like that and they live on the pull-out sofa. And God's going, if you just take a next step, if you just go through the next door, you're going to see that I've got even more planned for you. I've got more abundance than you can imagine. I want you to have the best of the best in this life. God said, I want you to have life and have it to the abundance. God said, I want to give you more. God's a God of more. I want you to have faith to believe. And they could have enjoyed that entire Bedroom sweet, but they stayed in the living room. And I wonder today how many of us are, God is wanting us to take that next step into his joy, the next step into his peace, the next step into his pleasures, the next step into his life of abundance. And we're going, well, no, first of all, I don't even want to take that step. I'm going back to what I'm comfortable with. I'm going to go hang out with my old friends. I'm going to go out and do the things I was doing in my old life because I just am comfortable there. I'm not comfortable here. I like it to be all about me. And then those of us who are making the right steps, I wonder, is God waiting on us to take that even greater step? In submission. Now we don't let our blessings get in the way of getting into the presence of God. That we don't look around and go, wow, this is probably best as it could be in life. And God's going, no, we've got another season for your life. I have another season and it's going to be more beautiful. Now, my wife loves fall. She thinks everything, the best of everything happens in wintertime and fall. Because it's her birthday. <laughs> it's Thanksgiving. It's Christmas. And I, I, gave, I gave a little tutorial Wednesday night and I said, listen, I'm just at the firm and we had a boat Wednesday night and, and it was overwhelming in my favor. <laughs> But I still believe you have to celebrate Halloween. Get that out of the way. Then you celebrate Thanksgiving. Then, after Thanksgiving, you can start celebrating Christmas. We don't understand the definitions of seasons. And God has seasons in your life and my life. There have been times in my life God says, I want you to go. Then there's times in my life God says, I want you just to be still. Don't do anything. Just wait. And I need to understand when is God wanting me to step and what step to take? Stand with me today. Seasons. Hobab could have had such a greater life if he'd just taken the next step. But he didn't want to just be eyes. The Bible tells us that all of us are part of the body of Christ. And some people well, they're the eyes. They're, they're the hands. They're the feet. Some people are they do a lot of things internally and nobody really sees it. I'm telling you, there's a whole lot of people. I think we have over a thousand boxes that we put together this year. A lot of people involved. A lot of people back there during the day receiving the boxes, checking them all out. There's a lot of people that work in the church. You never see them. They're never on this platform. 
But there's some people that always say, well, I have to be. Look at me. I had a lady one time come into my church and she had a beautiful voice. Beautiful. And the process we had in the church was that, you know, you start singing, you sing on Wednesday night first. She goes, oh, pastor, I'm not a Wednesday night singer. I said, oh. Well, we have a Sunday night service. We'd love for you to come in and sing on Sunday night. Oh, pastor, I'm not a Sunday night singer. I said, well, when do you sing? Oh, I only sing Sunday mornings. I said, well, I'm so sorry. But you're not going to be able to take the journey with us. Because it's not about you standing on a platform performing. It's about God using you and anointing with your talents and your gifts. You see, she wanted to be a priest. Didn't want to be the eyes. She wanted to be adored and told how perfect she was. And so she didn't sing. And after a little while, she didn't come to our church anymore. She went to another church. But we are not here to say, I have to be the one that's the priest. Because Jesus is our priest. Well, I have to be the one that's always in the focus zone. Listen, I may be the pastor, but there's a lot of things I do around here that you never see. I scrub toilets too. I'll pick up trash. Because I'm here to serve, not to be served. And my desire for every one of you today is that you look at the next step you're taking. Is it toward God and His blessings? Is it to where John said, like, I must decrease, that Christ must increase? Or are you taking a step toward, oh, uh, I'm more concerned about me. I'm more concerned about how I feel. What's comfortable for me. I just want you to be careful. Because it may not be death in this step. But boy, it sure is heading you in a direction. Because people never get to the place Hobab got in one step. But it starts with one step. So today, just in a moment, close your eyes with me for just a moment. This will not take more than a minute. And I want you to ask yourself, are my steps toward God and away from me? Or are my steps toward me and away from God? Have I allowed blessings in my life to get in the way between me and God? Have I allowed me to be first instead of Christ? This is a season in your life to where you got to say, hey, Lord, it's all about you. What do you want? Lead me. If you want me to be the eyes, I'll be the eyes. If you want me to be the little toe, I'll be the little toe. I don't care. I just want to follow you. I want to follow with all my heart. 
I want my kids and my grandkids to look at me and I want to lead them into blessings. So in every heart today, is your life leaning or is it about to fall apart? Do you have a, a pain in your life or are there other things that need to be dealt with and added to them? Does God know you? Does he know you by name? Because of the steps that you have taken. If you have taken the wrong steps, today is your day to step in the right direction. Step in the right direction. And I'm going to give you an opportunity right now. If you're here today and your steps have been leading you away from God, and you want to take the first step toward God today, I want you to raise your hand right where you're standing. Just raise it up. Yes, thank you. Anybody else? Thank you. Thank you. I'll... Thank you. I want my next step toward God. Toward God. Thank you. Hallelujah. The nine hands that have been raised, church. God's spirit is in this house to draw men to him. No man is drawn unless he's drawn by the Holy Spirit. Father, today, for those hands that were lifted right now, I pray, give them direction. That it is clear direction in their life. I pray today that they stop and say, God, let my next step be towards you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Church, pray this prayer with me. Dear Heavenly Father, my steps. Join us anytime at PCAChurch.com and every Sunday at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City.